Here we go, folks. That is the sound of the bell. Round number nine, fight number five, Pacific Coast Boxing. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos, aligado, when in doubt, stick it out. Doodle, doodle, doodle. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Just excited to talk about uh, this week's of, of boxing. That's right, that's right. And we're coming off of big fight at the Honda Center, of mm-hmm. course, the Gabe Rosado, Jaime Munguia. I would say the fight lived up to its billing. I'm not going to say it was fight of the year, Rick, but it was certainly a very entertaining fight. What do you think? No, yeah, fight of the year is a bit, uh, it's a stretch. You know, the, the fight wasn't close enough. You know, we didn't get, um, you know, the knockdowns that, um, you know, the fight of the year probably would have had. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no belt on the line. Yeah, that's exactly right. And again, that's not to say it was an entertaining fight. We talked mm-hmm. about that, I think, last year when the uh, the everybody was talking about that one fight, Z- right? Zapata Branchik. Yeah, everybody had that as the fight of the year, which it was a good fight. It was mm-hmm. an entertaining fight. But but just because both guys are hitting the canvas, right, yeah. doesn't make it a great fight. It makes it a very entertaining fight because I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, right, the Munguia-Rosado uh, fight, it doesn't top Fury Wilder. No, no. In that fight, you know, there were five knockdowns. Yep. You know, the uh, heavyweight championship of the world is on the line. That's right. So that's, you know, right now that's, um, you know, up there. That's for exactly the year. right. That's exactly right. More than likely it is. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going to top that. We'll see. Of course, we got a fight coming up this weekend, Porter and Crawford. Um, hard to believe that's going to top it. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, anything can happen. But yeah, that being said, it was a good fight. I thought the scorecards were a little lopsided. And we're going to talk about that fight a little bit more. As far as you know, where do those both of those guys go? What's the fallout? But um, I thought I thought it was a little bit lopsided. I, I mean, I can give Rosado four or five rounds, maybe at least. Yeah, I probably right? had him win in about four, and yeah. then there were some close rounds. You know, uh, not enough to get him the draw or get him. You know, he definitely lost that fight, but yeah. um, it was a lot closer than the the one judge had, only gave him a round. Yeah, no, that's what. Yeah. yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, he. It's interesting, but but every round was like a tale of two. Of two rounds because mm-hmm. Mungi would seemingly come out, right? The fresher fighter, dominate, and then Rosado would land punches and kind of almost steal the last 30 seconds or so yeah. with sometimes cleaner punches, mm-hmm. right? But but that being said, right, that's not going to win you the total uh the round or the fight. Um, I'll tell you, Rick, the fight I thought that could be, you know, that, that even superseded that one was the female fight was Araceli Musino against Jackie Calvo. Yeah, that was a good fight. Jackie Calvo actually um, knocks Arelli to the canvas, mm-hmm. and yet somehow Arelli Musino, who by the way Rick was in the red corner, every fighter in the red corner yeah. won on Saturday. Yeah, so that yeah. wasn't a shocker. You know, a lot of times that happens on. You know, I think we've been to several Golden Boy cards, and and uh, the matchmaker does a good job of making sure that. Red you know, wins. if if we keep the percentages right, I bet it's in the ninety nine percent. Yeah, that the corner, whatever, which when this tonight or on Saturday, it was the um, it was the red corner. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was an entertaining fight. Yeah, um, I thought again that fight either give me a draw or give the fight to Jackie Calvo. Yeah, no, I, I thought um, you know, but um, Mancino's the you know former uh, world champion. You yeah. Know. She's going to get the benefit of the doubt on the close rounds, and and so that's why that probably went that way. Yeah, and that's too bad uh, because uh, Calvo probably got. One of the biggest ovations of the night mm-hmm. after the fight, right? Standing yeah. up on all four ring posts and kind of hearing it from the fans and, and hearing her appreciation. Um, and by the way, taking nothing away from Morelli Musino, right? Mm-hmm. Hell of a performance by her as well. But 
you know, I can make an argument that that fight was better, by the way, because it was closer. Yeah. No, no, it was, it was definitely closer. Um, you know, Mancino was hurt twice, you know, pretty badly in, in that fight. There was yep. there was one time I I think she wasn't going to get out of the round, but, um, you know, the bell kind of saved her. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Um, Lex uh, Rocha fought. That mm-hmm. was a good fight. Uh, kind of the semi-main event. Um very, uh, um, you know, he was the recipient, right, of uh, some home cooking mm-hmm. as far as the crowd, right? Yeah. Um, not from any decision. I mean, he completely uh, annihilated his opponent. Yeah. Um, I think he's ready. Time for him to step up. We'll cover that a little bit later as well. Um, we got Adam Lopez coming up today, Rick. Oh, no, that should be a great interview. Yeah, can't yeah. wait. Um, he's taking time off here at the end of his training camp. Of course, he's got a fight coming up this Saturday um 11 20 he's on the undercard of the crawford and porter fight mm-hmm. so we're gonna break that down as well give you our take crawford is finally fighting somebody who i would consider to be an a fighter rick yeah. finally no, no yeah I, I think this will be a good test of uh and it'll show us where bud crawford is in the, in the pecking order um i think for his, if he comes out and gets a knockout which i don't think he's gonna do but if he comes out, knocks out Porter, nobody else is done, impressive. Yeah. You know, he moves up that pound-for-pound pound ranking for me. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. If he wins and kind of a lackluster mm-hmm. or, you know, again, Porter's no slouch, right? No. He's lost only to champions. He's lost to Spence. He's lost to Thurman, and he's lost to Kel Brook. And, and all close fights. You know, that, wasn't, that's right. You know, he wasn't blown out. That's exactly right. Beats, her, uh, beats Ugas, of course, who mm-hmm. just retired Manny Pacquiao. So, no, he's finally fighting a legitimate fighter. This is going to be a test. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to that, um, Rick, I thought you got a Christmas gift early this year, uh-huh. the ring magazine, yeah. who's been putting out just a lot of, you know, different types of issues, puts out the Tito, the Felix Trinidad yeah. special issue, Rick. No, no, great, great looking, uh, magazine, you know, everybody needs to go out and get it. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out and get probably four copies, you know, yeah. just yeah. in case I ever run into them. That's you know, right. Get him to sign that. That's exactly right. I haven't read through it yet, mm-hmm. but again, um, you know, I'm a fan of him. I still don't think he beat De La Hoya. I don't think anybody yeah. thinks he beat De La Hoya except well, himself. Yeah, I might, I might just get the Ring magazine. I don't know if I'll read it because, yeah. you know, too much Golden Boy propaganda in that thing. Well, I'll tell you what, Rick. There could be. <laughs> there could be, but, you know, they do a good job of going through. I peruse through it. They go yeah. through all the Puerto Rican fighters, Wilfredo Benitez, mm-hmm. of course, Wilfredo the Great, Wilfredo Bazooka Gomez. So um, there you go. Yeah. Like, you know, if this is what you were wishing for, Rick, you may have wasted it yeah. on wanting uh, Tito Trinidad yeah, on the cover. Early Christmas present. That's exactly yeah. right, man. So that's pretty good. Um, we are in round nine, Rick, um, of fight number five. And so we always talk about a fight that resonates for us that ended in round nine. And this one, Rick, is we saw him at... The fights on Saturday uh-huh. um, attracted a lot of attention, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people couldn't get away from him. We saw Antonio Margarita, Margarito, the tornado from uh, Tijuana. From, uh, Tijuana. Yeah. Yes. So he was in attendance, okay? He happens to be a fighter uh, that had a key fight that ended in round nine, Rick, and that was his second fight with Miguel Cotto, 2011, mm-hmm. December 3rd. Uh, fight ended in round nine, Rick. Yeah, no, uh, you know, great. Um, you know, Margarito wasn't in a ba- ever in a bad fight. You know, yeah. he, he always came to fight. Defense wasn't always the the, the best, but had a tough chin. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he was able to take a lot of punches. And um, I don't even know if he was knocked down in this one. I think his eye got so bad that they had to stop it. 
Yeah, I always, I've always been a big Margarito fan, right? Mm -hmm. I just kind of like his style. Um, unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, again, this was coming off of he had beaten Miguel Cotto in 2008, mm -hmm. four years before, and then this was the rematch. And of course, this was in between uh, the fight against, was it Shane Mosley? Yeah. Where the um, trainer found the wraps? Yeah. So in the Shane Mosley fight, which is a little bit after the, the, the Cotto fight, yeah. you know, they found the plaster in, in, his, in his gloves and, uh, you know, made him change it out, and he ended up getting beat by uh, Mosley in that fight. Yep, TKO, um, and then he loses to Pacquiao, and then right after that, the rematch with Miguel Cotto, mm -hmm. and the fight ends in round nine. So Miguel Cotto, I guess in the end, Rick, he, uh, he, got, his, he got his vengeance, I guess. Yeah. No. What, what are they saying? Basketball, the ball never lies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so there, so there you have it, man. All right, big week coming up, uh, Rick. Uh, big episode. Like I said, uh, we got Adam Lopez. Mm -hmm. He's going to be joining us here in just a little bit, talking about his fight. He's got a rematch with Adan Ochoa. Those two guys fought uh, essentially when they first started their career. Um, so interested to hear what he's got to say mm -hmm. and how he's been doing. We spoke with him uh, last year, early in the podcast. We're going to break down the Porter and Crawford fight and tail of the tape, go through the whole details and see what that works out. And of course, we got the stat of the week. So we will be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. And on the line with us, Rick, taking a some time out of his training camp, preparing to fight Adan Ochoa in a rematch, which is going to be on November the 20th in the undercard of the Crawford-Porter fight. We welcome back, Rick, world-class from Glendale, California, world-class professional featherweight prize fighter, Adam Blue Nose Lopez. Adam, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, man. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Yeah, doing, good. doing great, man. Thanks for coming back. Um, you know, you're the first professional fighter, by the way, that uh, joined in uh, our podcast last year. That was back in June 17th, which seems like uh, a whole lifetime ago, right? <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. I'm glad, glad I could uh, be here and see you guys from the beginning. Yeah, no, I absolutely appreciate that. I always mention, Rick, you know, not all fighters do I mention where they fight out of, right? Yeah. Because for some people, it's irrelevant. In this case, of course, it's Glendale, California, which uh, most people don't know where it's at, but it's right by right by L.A. Those are my old stomping grounds where I grew up. And, of course, um, where Adam's uh, father, the late, great uh, Hector El Torero Lopez, who grew up, who quite honestly, I mentioned to uh, Adam, had a short conversation with him at the uh, Navarrete fight. His dad was a, a hero, Rick, an idol to a lot of us. I saw him fight at the Forum many times and then i even saw him fight in mexico when um i i again i'm biased rick but i think it was another <laughs> bad decision yeah. okay against miguel angel gonzalez i'm sure you've seen that fight adam but your dad almost had him out he had him hurt in the fourth round by the way not sure if uh have you ever seen that fight yeah i did see that fight uh my dad told me stories about it he even said he went up to to miguel after the fight and he yeah. said can i get a rematch and he he straight said no. He said, no, I'm not fighting you again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, again, I digress real easy, but I remember getting ready at my grandmother's house and my uncles were there and they're talking about, oh, you know, lo van a quear, mijo, lo van a quear. You know, Hector Lopez is... I said, no. I said, you guys don't know Hector Lopez. Like, I had seen him fight. I said, this is going to be a hell of a fight. Um, same with the Sammy Fuentes fight. Anyways, 
Um, so before we get into the fight uh, and Adan Ochoa, um, probably the most important thing that everybody wants to know, Adam, is how is your German shepherd, Jax, that the last we spoke, he was going to obedience school. How's he doing? Did it work? And is he trained to do whatever you ask him to do? Yeah, Jax, he's doing good. Uh, he's two years old now. Um, he went through all his courses, his basic obedience training. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I work with him on my own. And he's doing really good. He's, he's learning and he, he listens well. And, you know, I could run with him off leash. And he, he's a good, good, uh, he's a great dog, actually. He's a really great dog. That's cool. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, Rick, Rick's got, we have, we both got dogs, by the way, Adam. Mm -hmm. Rick's got a couple of pit bulls. I actually have a, a German Shepherd, Delgado. He's actually laying right behind us right here. But um, there's something about, right? I mean, my pit bull, the, by the way, that's the kind of dog, like if I take him to a dog park, forget it, right? He tries to, <laughs> tries to mount all the dogs. He's not very balanced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Your German Shepherd uh, obviously has class, right? Knows how to conduct himself. Yeah, he's 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 got some manners. You know, he's he's pretty good. I mean, sometimes when he sees other dogs, he gets a little aggressive. But I, I've learned how to control him and and how to show him that. Uh, you know, I think he's just kind of trying to defend himself. And I just show him like, yeah, it's all good. We're we're good here. You know, I'll let you know what we need. All that barking. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, what does the dog yeah. whisper says? Dog whisper says he trains people, right? Yeah. Not the dog. Yeah, exactly. And not and not the dog. And it's true, right? We we lose our demeanor and our cool, and they they sense that. But well, cool. Glad to uh, glad to hear that uh, the Jax is doing well. Got several people <laughs> asking us, making sure make sure you ask them about his dog. So the last we spoke with you, um, Adam, again it was June, uh, back in June, June seventeenth to be exact, two thousand twenty. That was right after the Louis Korea fight, and that fight, of course, was in my opinion was on a Thursday night, and it was really the return of boxing right it was really the best fight um coming out of the bubble um that was when Michaela Mayer I think got COVID if I'm not mistaken right on that on yeah. that particular card yep. um and then you you beat Jason Sanchez and another uh fight of the year candidate um you beat Isaac Dogbay okay <laughs> but of course the judges didn't see it that way um, let me ask you something, man. Like, are you ever in a dull fight, Adam? Are you ever in a fight that just kind of goes eight, ten rounds and just ho hum? <laughs> uh, honestly, man, it's, it's been tough. You know, the last I can't remember how long I haven't had an uh, an easy fight. You know, a pushover fight or a stay busy fight. It's always been something tough and competitive. And you know, top rank they really just trying to push me and they trying to get my name out there quick. Um, but you know, after the dog bay loss. Even though you know we we saw what happened that night, yep. They they wanted to give me. They're like, all right, we're gonna give you a couple of easier opponents. Mm -hmm. um, something to just stay busy with, you know, get some yeah. wins back, and then get me back in, uh, you know, top level. It, and I and I like that, by the way, right? I mean, it's reminiscent of what you know a lot of great champions used to do, right? Like you deserve a victory lap, so to speak, Adam. And if there's any fighter who deserves a victory lap, it's you. Right. Given I, I'm serious. OK, so if you look at his record, Rick, 15 and three, mm -hmm. very deceiving. Right. Because you look at that and say, geez, you know, 15 and three, three losses are all the world champions, Rick. OK, yeah. Stephen Fulton, um, the Oscar Valdez fight. OK, that that's an honorable mention. OK. And then, mm -hmm. of course, the, uh, you know, the robbery against uh, Isaac Dogbay, like going back to the Stephen Fulton fight. OK, that is your ninth fight as a pro and here you are taking right a, a highly 
you know, coveted, um, you know, prize fighter in Stephen Fulton. It's your first eight round fight, by the way. I always forget that, Adam, because a lot of fighters in their first eight round fight, you don't take on a Stephen Fulton, but you did. <laughs> yeah, uh, that year, you know, I was taking on, I think he was my fifth undefeated opponent in a row. Yep. And uh, my coach, Buddy, he was even telling me, he was saying, you know, I, I don't think you should take this fight. Yeah. He's like, they keep giving you tough fights. He's like, it's not making sense. He's like, take a step back. Yeah. Pass on this one. Sure. And, uh, I, I didn't listen to him, and I kind of wish I did. Um, but the manager, my old manager at the time, he was really pressing and wanted me to take the fight and just trying to hype it up and saying, if I win this fight, they're going to sign me. And, you know, nothing was promised, nothing was in paper. And uh, I was young and not really understanding the business of boxing, and I kind of sure. just went with it and uh, trusted my bet because I was on a roll. You know, I was beating everybody. Sure. So I was like, you know, what? I, I want, I want to take this challenge. I could beat this guy, and you know, it just didn't didn't go my way that night. Yeah, you know, we um we were talking a couple of weeks ago to the great uh, Cameron Duncan, right? manager who's now a promoter and he talked about that adam he talked about you know navigating his fighters very carefully right and a lot of times the fighters are overzealous right but he he um he tries to guard them um much like michael conlin's 16 and 0 record rick yeah okay yeah yeah i yeah i mean i mean you know what i mean yeah i, I could have adam at 20 and 0 right but 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 what's the point on the uh yeah and, and by the way on the Stephen Fulton fight uh I watched it again because I remember watching it years ago and 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 Adam said something important Rick that was his fifth fight yeah that year okay so here's a guy Adam Lopez who started boxing in 2016 four fights in 16 five fights in 17 three and 18 three and 19 one and 20 of course that was because of the COVID and then it's going to be three fights in 2021 so yeah fifth fight in 20, you know, in 2017, or like, what is this, like 1940, right? <laughs> um, and then, I, again, I watched the fight, okay? I got the first three rounds, Rick, okay, mm-hmm. to Adam Lopez. He rocked him in the, in the uh, second round. Definitely won the eighth because Fulton was on his bike. I think he thought he had it made. Fifth round, Adam lands clean uppercuts that I think um, took that round. Yeah. So... I got it four, four, five, four your way, Adam. Even with you taking that risk, I still had you. I still give you the nod, man. Yeah, it was a close fight. You know, uh, it was definitely a very close fight. I thought a draw would have been even fair, but you know, yep. Fulton was someone that Al Heyman was definitely putting a lot of money into, and sure. you know, now look at him. He's a he's a champion. He's he's going for uh, a, his second belt to unify, and you know, he's he's on his way up. He's really doing he's doing really well right now. Yeah, he is a gentleman of a guy, too. We had a chance to talk to him, Rick, remember, at the Dignity Health uh, mm-hmm. Sports Center in his uh, loud purple suit, Yeah, right? Yeah, good, yeah good, good good, dude, though. And then, of course, again, I, you know, the Oscar Valdez, we know we know what happened there. And then the Isaac Dogbe, again, right? Um, you know, uh, Judge Chris McGlure, Rick, he has the fight 7-3 to three mm-hmm. for, um, for Dogbe, okay? And rounds 3 and 9, the only judge... That gave rounds three and nine to Dog Bay. Yeah. I've watched that fight multiple times, okay? Um, he actually had like a clean shutout, like rounds one through five mm-hmm. for Dog Bay. No, yeah, I agree. I, Adam, there's no way. There's no way you lost all first five rounds, man. Yeah, you know, that fight, uh, it really pissed me off after that fight. I was really upset with just, just boxing in general, you know? I feel yeah. like I've always been getting the bad end of it. And yeah. It just really rubbed me the wrong way and I kind of just like got away from everybody. I I took a little trip and just got away and had to, you know, recenter myself and remember why I'm doing this. 
That makes sense. You know what's interesting though? Um, you know, you say you were pissed, but you know, after the fight, maybe it's just like the shock of it. You never show it, Adam. You always are very graceful and, and a sportsman. And I uh, I commend you for that, right? But I'm looking at that saying, man, if I was him, I'd be pissed off. I'd be saying I just got robbed. Yeah, I mean, I was really upset. I was really upset. Um, a lot of things, you know, didn't go my way that fight. Uh, yeah. I was actually, I that was my first time. I, it was such a big fight. I was like, all right, what's the best thing I could do mm-hmm. to really up my game? And sure. uh, I talked to my manager and, I said I want to I want to get a nutritionist. And I was like I never had a hard time making weight, but I just want to make sure you know if I'm not doing something right, you know sure. I want to get everything on point and I want to be 100 percent for this fight. Okay. So we hired we hired a nutritionist. Uh, I was working with him. It was going well during camp. Um, the only thing I had a problem with was he had me walking around heavier than I normally am. Which I see. I wasn't really comfortable with, but he said just trust the process. He's like, don't worry, I'm gonna get your weight down. Sure. He's like, trust me, we want you strong. I'm like, all right. I was like, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll trust you. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And then fight week comes up. He's supposed to be there with me, and he says, oh, you know what? I can't make it. Uh, I have something with his wife or something like that. And he just couldn't. He wasn't wow. there for for the weight cut process, yeah. which yeah. was honestly the most important part. Sure. And um. He said, just follow my instructions, and I promise you, you're going to come and wait. Yeah. And I followed everything to a T. I get to Vegas uh, the day before the weigh-ins. I check my weight, and I got 10 pounds to lose in a day. And I'm stressed out, and I'm like, how am I going to lose 10 pounds wow. in 24 hours, basically? Yeah, and yeah. And right there, I just started. It was We were in Vegas, so it was hot. It was 120 degrees outside. Sure. I go outside in my sauna suit, and I started running. I started running. I lose five. I go to sleep, and... um. I wake up, I still have five pounds to lose. The day of the weigh-in, I'm trying to lose five pounds, and, man, my body just did not give it up. I was struggling. I got to the weigh-in. You know, they're checking my heart rate, and they're like, are you okay? And mm-hmm. they were a little concerned with me because my heart rate was kind of through the roof, and they said, you're very dehydrated. We got to keep an eye on you. Sure. And uh, I jumped on the scale, and I was 0.4 heavy. And wow. they said, you got an hour to lose it. And I honestly, I said, I don't care. I'm not going to lose the weight. I can't do it. I, I gave it everything. I didn't sleep that night. I was up all night. I was up at 3 a.m. trying to lose the weight. And uh, it just wasn't coming off. So I denied it. And then top rank, you know, uh, Calm Ready came up to me and he said, you know what? Just give it a try. At least just go for a walk. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's not a lot of weight. Hopefully you can get it down. Sure. He said, if you don't, if you deny that, they're going to they're gonna fine you 20% of your check and they're going to take the belt away. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, at first I said, I don't care. They could take the money. They could take the belt. I was like, I'd rather win the fight because yeah. I can't, I can't <laughs> sure. go back out there. Sure, um, sure. But they convinced me, and I went out there, and I actually lost it. I lost the weight. Yeah. I came back, and I was right on the dot, 126 flat. Wow. And uh, But my body was just in shock. Like, I've never felt this type of, I don't know what it was. I yeah. just felt like I was going to fall over. And then as soon as I started drinking liquids and getting ready to eat, yeah, my body went into shock and I started throwing up and uh, my body crashed and I just fell asleep and I, I didn't eat for like maybe three hours and it just threw me off. You know, the next day I woke up and I just didn't feel like I normally feel fight day. You know, I felt sure. very lackadaisical and I was, I was like, man, I do not even feel like fighting today, but I sucked it up and I got in there and I did my best, but I definitely was not a hundred percent for the fight, but I'm not here to make excuses. I put my, I put everything out there. You know, I, I gave him all that night. Yeah, and I think that I think the fans appreciate and uh, and recognize that uh, because I'll be honest, right? There's a lot of fighters that they wouldn't have made weight, right? 
to, to your point, yeah. uh, Adam, they would have said, hey, screw it, you know? I'm going to go ahead and come over, go ahead and take the penalty, and, you know, you get the W, and, and it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, they And they just live with it, right? I mean, look at, uh, although it was during the, uh, you know, COVID, and he said he didn't have all of the means, but David Benavides, right, yeah. um, couldn't lose the weight. But you wonder sometimes, Adam, like, which, which one is truly was the better move if you had to look back, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, because, it, and then all that being said, right. So basically killing yourself and yet, right. It, you know, you still came out and fought Isaac, Isaac Dogbait basically either to a draw or you edged him out again. Maybe I'm objective, Rick, but I think he won even with all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a draw would have been fair. I would have been okay with the draw, you know, run it back again. But, um, you know, when they gave him the nod and then I asked for the rematch, you know, I said, sure. what's the chance? Let's, let's run this back. That was a great fight. It was five yeah. year candidate. Like let's, let's do it one more time. And top rank told me that dog Bo doesn't want to fight me. He said he's going to move back down to 122. Yeah. Yeah. And go I was figure. like, okay, fine. Whatever. That makes sense. But now he's fighting the same day I'm fighting at 126. So I'm, now I'm a little upset. I'm like, I thought he was going back down, but yeah, I was like, that's fine. We'll see what happens. If he, if he wins, uh, I definitely love to, to get that rematch. I, I hope so. I think you guys are going in opposite directions anyways, to be honest with you, man. You know, I think he's seen his better days and you're in, and you're still getting there, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. you, you, yeah, you are that, that, that's what I think. Um, which leads us of course, to the fight on November 20th. It is a rematch against Adan Ochoa. Um, kind of an interesting rematch, right? Because you guys fought, um, you know, back in, what is it? 2017. Yeah. It was your sixth fight or uh, his um, his third fight, third fight, right? So I don't know how yeah. much you can glean off of that fight. I watched it. Um, you know, it was a four-rounder, right? It was, I think, your, your second fight with Buddy McGirt. Um, you, it was basically a four-round, you know, boxing clinic. I'll just be honest, okay? Um, yeah, you can show that, Rick, to young fighters and yeah. say, here's how to dominate four rounds, right? Um, but... But, okay, much different fighters now, right? That was several years ago. I haven't seen him fight a lot. I've obviously seen a lot of your fights. Um, anything different coming into this fight? Any preparation, Adam? How do you see that fight going? Um, you know, Adon, he's a tough, he's definitely a tough opponent. I remember the, the first fight. Sure. Um, he came out hot. He came out trying to knock me out. Uh, I think he was just overly yep. confident because at the time he was 2-0 and with two knockouts, and I think he just... He thought he had dynamite in his hands, and he yep. didn't really hit that hard. But he was just gunning and shooting them, and I was just, mm -hmm. you know, working my defense and started picking him apart with my jab. Yep. Um, and eventually, once I started breaking him down, he was just on the run and basically trying to survive. And it just didn't look like he really wanted to fight anymore. So, um, you know, I I just know there's levels to this. You know, he's yeah. definitely not on the level I'm on. Uh, he de he has uh, 14 fights now, but he hasn't fought anybody to the caliber that i've fought you know he's never been in the ring with anybody i've been in with he lost to another kid uh like seven and oh and uh i tried actually fighting that kid and he turned me down yeah um he he hasn't really been in tough Ed you know he's beaten some soft opponents yeah um, yeah edward vasquez I, you're, you're talking about yeah edward vasquez mm -hmm. yeah that kid mm -hmm. but um you know uh, i'm just preparing myself 100 percent. you know coming ready for Whatever he brings, you know, it's an eight-round fight. I'm yep. usually fighting 10-round fights. So yep. for me, I'm just, you know, 100% ready. Just ready to go out there, and I'm prepared for whatever he brings to the table. I'm expecting him to be his best. I know 
he's trying to get his revenge back since I gave him his first loss. So sure. I know that for him, this is a big opportunity for me. Oh yeah. I got to show the world that he does not belong in there with me. No. Um, Ochoa, um, he's another LA guy. Um, is this a guy that you know pretty well? Uh, not too well. I no. mean, I've seen him in the amateurs mm -hmm. in tournaments, but, uh, we never fought each other, but I've always seen him in like golden gloves and blue and gold and all that stuff. But okay. yeah, I never, I never fought him. And the amateurs, uh, I didn't cross paths with him until till the pros. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and his assessment is right on, by the way, Rick. Uh, you know, the uh, Ochoa came out like a ball of fire, yeah. and then you know uh, Lopez, you know Adam just stymied it with some, you know, typical, right, typical of of what you do, Adam. Just you know, crisp, crisp jabs. Uh, you know, slipping, good footwork, right? Just, uh, I'm telling you, it was a boxing clinic. I think if the fight would have went another one or two rounds, I think he actually would have knocked him out, uh, to be he honest with you. He actually wanted a six-round fight, but uh, I guess <laughs> no the commission kidding. didn't approve it. Yeah. They only had two two fights, so they yeah. only gave us four. But we were pushing for six. Yeah. But if it was six, I definitely would have stopped him. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it because, again, he did the same thing. Round one, he came out aggressive. Round two, and then after round two, it was like, yeah, th this isn't going to work. Um, yeah. it's like I said earlier, Adam, and, you know, and don't take this the wrong way, but I want this to be a dull fight. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't want this to be a fight of the year candidate. You understand me? Yeah. I want it to be, <laughs> yes, I want it to be unanimous decision. Um, you know, it was eight rounds of, you know, Adam Lopez, you know, giving this guy a boxing clinic, right? Yeah. Maybe seven, one, you know, there's a round that he, that you take off or whatever. Uh, but like you said, I want you to solidify yourself because I believe that you can you can fight with any 126 pounder. You know, I take a look at the 126 pounders, the WBA, which is my least favorite organization of everybody. They got a guy named Leonardo Padilla, ranked number four. Adam, I don't know if you heard of this guy. Okay, never. Right, exactly. So, and, and he's fought every fight in Venezuela except two, and he's ranked number four. Okay, Damn, and and, that's and crazy. yeah, exactly. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, he lost to uh, Louis Ruiz. Roger Gutierrez and Oscar Ulu. And then, of course, you got Michael Conlon, who's actually a top-ranked fighter, 16-0. Bottom line is this. I'm not going to look ahead and say what happens after you win because you still got to take care of business. You still got to beat Ochoa, okay? But if you get by him, there's a lot of opportunity for you, obviously, in the 126-pound division, and, and we look forward to it. Adam, just want to say thank you so much for spending the time very insightful as usual and again you were the first professional fighter that came on the show with us and um nothing but respect and appreciation adam thank you man i appreciate that and another thing uh we from a pacific coast boxing perspective anytime we get a professional fighter we will donate to survivor to leader which helps uh girls that were victims of sexual trafficking and so adam for just for coming on the show you are going to make a huge difference uh to somebody in that organization so thank you very much for that as well that's awesome man i really like that absolutely all right adam let's make sure that it's not like a year for us to catch up again <laughs> if, if if you don't mind, okay, I'll, I'll I'll hit you up maybe sometime early in the year and talk about what your plans are, and we'll see um, how far Jax is right, how far he's even progressed, right? Is he drinking coffee? Is he sitting at the table, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to coming back on the show. Absolutely. Good luck on the twentieth undercard again uh, of the Crawford Porter. Uh, real quick, Adam, they can find you on Instagram, right? Uh, is it at Blue Nose Lopez? 
Yeah, Blue Nose Lopez. I'm right there on Instagram. There you go, folks. All right. Thank you very much, Adam. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Um, yeah, man. Um, I can't believe, Rick. So imagine cutting 10 pounds mm-hmm. in one in one day, you know? I that was interesting. Yeah, it's gotta be a you know, a lot of sauna, yeah, you know, a lot of, you know, just not eating anything. It, yeah, it's gotta be terrible. Well, like he said, and then and then think about it though, right? But then he still comes out. And fights. I think he beat Dog Bay. A lot of yeah. people think he'd beat Dog Bay. But even if you didn't and you just go, you know, with a draw, five rounds based on what he did, right? And needless to say, by the way, that nutritious that nutritionist is no longer on the payroll. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah, he's he's got to be gone. Yeah. And but I'll tell you though, Rick, but I think, you know, just based on what he said, which was which was like wonderful insight, that's why some fighters don't do it. Right. You think about David Benavides, right? What happened? Now, yes, he lost the WBC, you know, uh, a title, right? Um, but at the end of the day, he still won the fight, yeah, right? And I think that that's kind of how they look at it and say, hey, you know, that's fine. I'm going to lose the buy- the belt. I'm going to lose some money. But but he wins the fight. And he's not the only one, right, that that's happened to. Mm-hmm. And you wonder sometimes in that situation, right, like in Adam Lopez, is it, was the right move would have been to just say, hey, screw it. I came in overweight. And come in better prepared to fight. Yeah, no, it, it, it's one of those where, um, you know, the loss, you know, is is greater than you know the the, the loss in purse. That's what I'm you thinking. Know? That's what I'm thinking. But I think that's when you got to have the right people around you yeah. to kind of help guide and make that that it, you know that that informed decision. Mm-hmm. It's a business decision, by the way, and you know, and in this particular world, the fighter Adam Lopez, he is the product. Yeah. Right. And you have to protect that and you have to make sure that every decision is made in the best interest of the fighter. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and sometimes, right, you got to take a gamble. Um, but either way. Right. I still think that he didn't lose. And even though it was a draw, I still think he didn't come out with a blemish. And I think that he's going to absolutely um, he's going to give this kid a boxing lesson, man. No, yeah, um, definitely, and, and he's you know his, his three losses have have all been impressive losses. You know, he he came out of those fights, yeah, you know, with the stock, you know, rising. Yeah, that's why it's an enigma. His record is an enigma when you yeah. look at it. You know, like this is a, this is a world class fighter. I definitely like that he gets to take somewhat of a victory lap against this Adam Ochoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ochoa's a tough kid, but I'd love it to be a dull. You know, give give, give me an eighty to seventy two fight. Yeah, and I and I'm good with it. Well, that was great, Rick. All right, Rick. And we had some uh, good fights that happened over the weekend. Let's get mm-hmm. into it. What do we so, got? You know, we'll start with the fights that we went to. Uh, Jaime Munguia, Gabriel yeah. Rosado. Um, you know, where where do these guys go from here? Yeah. You know, it. Um, you know, I think Jaime Munguia. You know, I think after the fight, he said uh, he wants Golovkin or yeah. he wants Dervachenko. Yeah, I don't like the Dervachenko fight. No. I think that Dervachenko, what's his nickname, the Machine or something. Mm-hmm. He's he's a really good fighter, Rick. Yeah, he's you know he's just he's a, he's a technician in the ring. Yeah. Um, I think the interesting fight would be Triple G, mm-hmm. which was which was uh, ironic, right? Because remember, um, they tried having Mungia fight Triple G when Triple G's who was the opponent that didn't make the fight? Um, 
I, yeah, somebody bailed out of that fight. Right, but, uh, and that was the fight where Vanes Matisharayan, uh-huh. right, where they unfortunately threw him in there. Um, but they were trying to get Munguia, and mm-hmm. at the time, Munguia's handlers were like, "No, it's too early, too young, not a good idea." Well, I think they wanted the fight. It was yeah. the uh, the Nevada State Athletic Commission that said, "No, we don't know who this guy is." I see, and didn't want to I give see. him the fight. Yeah, but I think that it's one of those things, right? If you're going to fight Golovkin, uh-huh. this is the time to do it, yeah. right? This is the time to do it. Clearly on the decline, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he lost his last fight. So, I, you know, he's got a fight coming up with Murata. I think he's probably going to beat Murata. That's a fight that takes place New Year's Eve, basically, in mm-hmm. Japan. I think he beats Murata. Um, and so so why not, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you, though, I'll, I'm going to tell you something, though, right? Um, this was a this was a tough fight for him, right? He's fighting a guy in Gabe Rosado, so you can take a look at it one way and say, "Geez, well, why couldn't Munguia, you know, take out Rosado, right?" When Rosado's been knocked out by several other fighters, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's because it's not the same Gabe Rosado, Rick, mm-hmm. from five ten years ago. This is a Rosado under Roach who has become just a better boxer. Yeah, no, yeah, under Freddie Roach, um, you know, he's he's gotten a lot better. You know, he, we. I think we joked about him having the like the Rocky record. It was like twenty six and thirteen. Right, right, yeah. And but the fact is, is that um, it's a deceiving twenty six and thirteen because mm-hmm. he used to have more of um, of kind of the you know the Philly fighter, right? The brawler, the you know he cuts easy. And the fact is, he hasn't cut in years. Yeah. Okay. He he boxed Daniel the Miracle Man Jacobs, who everybody thought was going to just like make mincemeat out of him and he didn't right and so this was not a surprise to me right i knew it was going to be a competitive fight the scorecards didn't show it but i thought it was very competitive so what i'm saying is it's not so much what mungia didn't do it's the fact that uh rosado even at age 35 has reinvented himself and he's a better fighter at 35 honestly than he was at 25 Mm -hmm. and so you know so it was still a good effort and a good fight by jaime mungia I I I am not one of these people that's really high on Mungia though. I'm gonna be honest with you. No, yeah, you know, we were watching the fight, and uh, you know, we noticed he, he gets hit, hit way too often. Yes, and um, you know, somebody with a little bit more power than um, Gabriel Rosado is is gonna probably hurt him and and you know knock him down. Oh, I think a Charlo beats him. Yeah, I think a Jamal, a 160 pound Charlo beats him mm-hmm. because he's just quicker, he's faster, the ring generalship. All he has is youth. Yeah, he has no defense. Yeah. I mean, look who his trainer is. Yeah. Right? The great Eric Morales. Mm-hmm. Right? This is where the, you know, the, the good offense is... I, uh, right, is, is a good defense. Yeah. I told you in the middle of that fight, he's got to change trainers. Mm-hmm. He's got to get somebody that shows him, um, again, it, it's not about, you know, hitting the guy. It's about getting, you know, hitting, not getting hit. Mm-hmm. He's got to learn to slip punches a little bit more, man. He's got to learn to duck. He's got to learn to use his shoulders. Um, what he's doing now, it's going to be a short career. Yeah, it's not going to last. No, no, yeah. It, um, you know, once they get him in there with the with the big puncher, you know, he could be in trouble. But you know, maybe a 40, 41 year old Triple G, yeah, is 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 a perfect opponent. It's a great opponent for him. Yeah. What else we got, Rick? Um, so on the, also on that card, um, you know, we got the names for you, but uh, Arelli Musino. Yes. Um, she won a unanimous decision, or was it split decision? It was split. Yeah. Uh, versus Jackie Calvo was yeah. was the girl. Yeah, that was um that was a disappointment. So mm-hmm. 
officially everybody in the red corner won mm-hmm. on uh, on Saturday. By the way, yeah, right. Every single fighter, um, and that that happens, right? But every once in a while, right? And that was the fight, by the way. Um, I thought Jackie Calvo, if she didn't win, I thought it should have been a draw, Rick. And, and she knocked her down twice and had her hurt badly late yeah, in that fight. Right. Was landing the bigger punches. Mm-hmm. Exciting fight. I mean, that's the kind of thing. And that's the thing, right, about female fights is that they're two-minute rounds. I know they're trying to push for the three-minute rounds, but their fights are exciting. Yeah, You get world-class fighters like that. Um, and that's the kind of fight you're going to get. That was easily, if not the best fight, the second best fight of the night. Yeah, no, it, it was, uh, action, you know, the whole time. And, um, you know, the, uh, the crowd loved that fight. Yep. Um, also on that card, um, couple wins for, uh, Alexis Rocha, uh, Demetrius Ballard. Um, and those were pretty much the ones that were on, uh, the zone main, yeah. you know, telecast. Yeah. The Demetrius Ballard fight put everybody to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, it was like yeah. filler for yeah, you know, about an hour. That's when you know, like, if the time is going too fast uh-huh. and too many knockouts. Yeah, insert Demetrius Ballard. Now they know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Put him in there against whoever, and you're going to get a ten, you know, ten round ho hum fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Rocha looked good. Yeah. Right, that's his uh, second win, I think, from uh, since losing to um, Rashidi Ellis. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked really impressive. I think that it's time with him, though. By the way, Rick, that they step him up. Yeah, no, it um, you know only you know he's he's got to get himself back in contention. Yeah, you know the, the the problem is is he fights at welterweight. Yeah, and you know there's there's a lot of monsters there in that division. There's a lot of monsters there, but there's also a lot of uh, there's also a lot of fighters. I tell mm-hmm. you, what would be an interesting fight, and I don't think they would do it. Throw him in there against Blair Cobbs. Yeah, you know they 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 could. They're both the both golden boy, both golden boy, right? Blair Cobbs is undefeated. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of where they're at because he did the uh, he did the same thing when he put him up against Rashidi Ellis. That's yeah. all golden boy, yeah. right? And by the way, Rashidi Ellis hasn't fought since that uh, since he beat him. Yeah, in 2020 at the uh, Fantasy Springs. Yeah, well, you know, maybe they're they're grooming Cobbs for for the Rashidi Ellis fight. You know, see. Uh, yeah, see who wins a little welterweight tournament there yeah. to, within Golden Boy. But yeah, but Alexis Rocha, but very impressive. Took care of business. Yeah, good kid. So, but I think he's gonna. They're gonna have to step him up. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, also out in Phoenix, you know the um, uh, the PBC card. Yeah, uh, David Benavides, Benavides yeah, versus Kyron yeah. uh, Davis. Yeah. Uh, Benavides, you know, eventually, you know, knocked him down and then they threw in the towel. Yeah. Um, so it was an impressive fight, you know, but uh, Kyron Davis was going up in weight. So it was a fight that, you know, Benavides was going to look good in. Yeah, he was. It would have been better to to have fought uh, Jose Uzcategui, uh-huh. who, of course, um, failed, right, the Vada drug test. Mm-hmm. So I would have preferred to have seen him against Uzcategui. He did what he had to do. Um, you know, so what's next, right? Yeah, you know, uh, Benavides after the fight, you know, he's calling out Canelo. Of course, you know, he's calling out um, uh, Charlo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why he shouldn't get you know one of those two guys. Um. Also, later he said that he'd even be willing to fight Beter Biev or or Brown winner. Yeah, I don't think that'd be a yeah. good idea. No, probably I don't think that'd be. be a good idea. I mean, um, you know. Again, I like Benavides. <laughs> we've we've had a moment to talk with them a little bit at the Dignity Health Sports Center. Good dude. Uh, Raul Spart against him, by the way. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Raul's fighting this uh, Sunday, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, the, yeah, down uh, TJ. Our own Raul Lizarraga. He yeah, the big punch arena. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Yeah, we may be sp- we may be sponsoring him, Rick. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's how that's how big we're we're getting there. Yeah, man. no, that'll be great. Yeah, um, I I think the next fight logically for Benavides is either Charlo or Canelo, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, for Benavides, I I don't think he, he doesn't beat Canelo. Yeah. But I think he's a better fighter than the last two guys or the last three guys. Yeah, I don't think he beats Canelo either. In fact, I know he doesn't beat Canelo. And I think that PBC and Heyman are not going to pit two of his best fighters Uh against each other. Why would he do that? So we're not going to see Charlo Benavides. No matter how much he's name-calling, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Benavides' brother, Jose Benavides, uh, fought to a draw versus uh, Francisco Torres. Yeah. Kind of disappointed in, in, in the outcome. Uh, but you know he hadn't fought in two years. Yeah, he's not the same like his brother. No. <laughs> and then um, across the pond we had uh, the DAZN card. Yeah. Uh, Kid Galahad. Yeah. Was was knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and lost his title against uh, Kiko Martinez. Yeah. Um, also on that card, Terry Harper. Um, she was knocked out in the fourth round by yeah. Alicia uh, Baumgartner. Was she the defending champion? Yeah, that's that's crazy, huh? Yeah. So you you had uh, it, it. It seems like um, on the zone cards, uh, Eddie Hearn's favorites are losing a lot of those fights. You know? Yeah. The uh, the kid Galahad was an interesting one because he had just won that fight, mm-hmm. right? And they were setting him up to fight Lee Wood, and he's calling everybody out, Leo yeah. Santa Cruz. Um, but he got knocked out by a guy, by the way, who's knocked out other fighters in the past, right? Mm-hmm. That was not Kiko Martinez's first time doing that. Although Kiko Martinez at this point in his career is pretty much a journeyman, uh-huh. um, it's uh, it was you know he he had done this before. It's another guy from Spain with it with the big upset. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, so that that shakes up that whole division now, mm-hmm. or at least removes Kid Galahad. Unfortunately, yeah. that's the Josh Warrington division. And he did have a rematch clause, so the the you know the the next. Uh... Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. so or March or April, yeah, there'll be another fight. Keep fighting till the guy we yeah. wanted to win wins. <laughs> you know, it seems to be the yeah Eddie Hearn recipe for yeah. That's exactly for, for right. Success, yeah. yeah, that's okay. Yeah, do over, do over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we should do that as kids. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know that's it for the um, the results. Gotcha, Rick. Um, good fights. It was yeah. a lot of good fights that took place over the weekend. Um, and we got some fights coming up next. So coming up mm-hmm. next, we're going to break down the Crawford-Porter fight. And then I know we got some boxing news. By the way, my guy, Keith One-Time Thurman in the news, Rick. Uh, really? Poss- possible opponent. Possible yeah. opponent. For, po- for 2024? Possible opponent, Rick. That <laughs> is part of our part of our uh, welterweight tournament even, Rick. Okay. Yep. Maybe a bad move. For that. Yeah. Maybe a bad move for this particular welterweight that wants to step in the ring. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. And we got another big card coming up this weekend, Rick. Yeah, you know, um, we'll, we'll start with, um, we'll start in order of when they're coming up, but uh, Wednesday yeah. from Australia, we've got Tim Zhu. It's weird, always these Australia fights are always on Wednesdays, but Tim Zhu versus uh, Takeshi Inoue. Yeah. 
uh, 10 rounds, junior middleweights. Um, that's pretty much the only uh, fight of substance in the, in that yeah. group. Um, but this Friday we have a DAZN card from New Hampshire, Demetrius Andrade versus Jason Quigley. Yeah. For Andrade's uh, WBO middleweight title. Yeah. Um, and this was the card where it was kind of uh, Eddie Hearn and his stable versus uh, Golden Boy Fighters. So yeah, that's right. Because Quigley Quigley rings a bell as being mm-hmm. uh, one of De La Hoya's middleweights. So, yeah. um, and he's not going to win that fight. No. I mean, Quigley's not going to win that fight. No. You know. But um, but at least we get to see Demetrius Andre, and then of course mm-hmm. we get to hear him talk about how he should be fighting Canelo, right? Yeah, yeah. So we get well, we we get to hear that reset. And <laughs> you know he didn't storm Canelo's uh, press conferences last time around. Was he even there? We didn't even see him. Yeah, right? no, he wasn't there. We even see him. No, he's probably training for this fight. Yeah. Um, also on the undercard, we have uh, Merjan um, Akhmadayev. Yeah. Who's, you know, still hasn't given uh, Daniel Roman his, his rematch. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting Jose Velasquez for the IBF and WBA junior featherweight titles. And then uh, Julio Cesar Martinez versus McWilliams Arroyo yeah. for the WBC flyweight title. And then um, we have a women's junior welterweight title fight. Um, Khalil Reese versus Jessica Kamara. Yeah, you know, um, it's a good card. The um, the Akamadiela fight is the one that, that interests me. I'm trying to figure out if Jose Velasquez is ranked. Um, I, I'm not sure where he's at, uh-huh. but um, it's disappointing, like you said, that he still hasn't given Danny Roman the rematch that he deserves. Yeah. Man. I'm telling you, since he beat Roman, I think this is his first or second fight since mm-hmm. that, Rick. Yeah, he hasn't fought very often. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm telling you, you know, we were talking about it before and I, I, I don't think he has. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, um, he's only fought once since he beat he beat Roman uh, in uh, twenty twenty early in twenty twenty, and then he fought once uh, earlier this year, and that's it. Yeah, against uh, uh, yeah Risako Iwasa, and then that was it. So I'm not a fan of him anymore. Not no. that I was before. Yeah, nine, nine and zero, Rick. He's only fought nine times. Yeah, you know, um, I think he had a big, uh, huge amateur career. He fought, yeah. you know couple olympics but um yeah you know hopefully you know he has a good outing and uh you're you become a fan again he's got to fight the best in yeah. that division though rick he can't he can't be fighting these guys man yeah um and then we get to the uh the big card the espn plus uh pay-per-view mm-hmm. uh terrence crawford versus um sean porter huge fight yeah. what do we say like mini mega fight yeah right not a super fight but you know finally finally everybody's top Five pound for pound, Terrence Crawford. We don't have him in the top five, but he's finally fighting somebody of substance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Sean Showtime Porter. So here we go, right? Both of them thirty-four years old. Crawford five eight, Porter five seven. Big reach advantage to Crawford. Rick Crawford seventy-four inch reach. Porter sixty-nine seven. Um, Crawford, of course, the southpaw. Porter orthodox. Although I would not call. Sean Porter, an orthodox fighter, yeah. right? He's very smothering, okay? Um, so, you know, I talked about it earlier, right, in the opening segment. Porter definitely has a better uh, resume yeah. than Crawford, okay, Rick? He's, it's a who's who um, as far as welterweights and, and great fighters. He even fought Pauli Malinaji yeah. back in the day. Terrence Crawford, B and C fighters. So I think it's fair to say that this is the first A fighter that Crawford has ever been in the ring with. No, yeah, that um, you know it's not a who's who 
of uh, of opponents, and this will be a good test. You know, we'll, we'll finally find out. You know, Sean Porter hasn't been stopped. You know, it'd be very impressive if if Crawford can stop him. I don't think he's going to stop him. No. Uh, Crawford, a uh, huge favorite, right? He's they, he's going off at about minus eight hundred right mm-hmm. now. He's talking about ninety percent chance that he's going to win. Sean Porter at a plus four fifty. Okay. Um, and, 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 you know, the odds, they make those odds for a reason, right? Um, here's the thing, right? Regardless of whether or not Crawford has fought anybody of significance, okay, I'm not sure if Porter's the guy, although Porter gave Spence Jr. Rick a hell of a fight. Yeah. No, and, and, and Porter's uh, been a tough opponent for a lot of people. Um, you know, this will kind of be, we'll be able to gauge, like, uh, you know, the question's always been, you know, who's better, Terrence Crawford or, um, you know, Spence Jr. And this might give us, you know, a closer look at the answer. No, that's exactly right. The measuring stick, right? The Mm -hmm. common opponent. I think it's pretty simple, right? For uh, Porter, as with all his fights, he's not going to stick on the outside. He's not going to outbox. It's going to be an aggressive, smother, Mm -hmm. foam booth, sloppy, elbows, right? Anything goes that, and that's yeah. that's kind of what Porter does, right? Yeah, no, I I think that's going to be the fight. You know, uh, Crawford's going to want to box. You know, from the outside, he's yeah. got a little bit. He's got the reach advantage, and um, you know, to see if 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 he can hurt uh, Porter. It's going to be interesting. So, all that being said, yeah. Rick, who do you got? I, I got Terrence Crawford by uh, by decision, probably seven five, maybe eight four. Yeah, you know, on, on the rounds. Yeah. But um, I think it'll be a, a fight that goes the distance and, you know, no knockdowns. Is this your luck of the week, Rick? Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and make it my This is the luck of the week, I feel pretty good about it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. You normally, Rick, doesn't go out on a limb. Yeah. On these kind no, of... Well, yeah, this is an ESPN card. Yeah. You know, so you know, Crawford is up three rounds already. All right. My prediction is going to shock you, Rick. Yeah. I've got Crawford in decision as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I've got. Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, okay, as much as we say that, you know, Crawford, I never, none of us, right? I never said Crawford's overrated, mm-hmm. right? I never said that. I just said that Crawford has not fought anybody. Uh-huh. Does he have the skill set to beat A fighters? Of course he does. We just haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So because we haven't seen it, he can't be a pound for pound. Certainly not Kiki. You cannot put him over Canelo. No. That's not even, you know, in the discussion. So, but I do think he's going to beat Porter. I think this is a big fight for Crawford, a big statement fight. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be easy. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I, a split decision wouldn't even surprise me, Rick. No, yeah. You know, I, I could see it being close. You know, I, I just think he'll put enough rounds in, in, in there, you know, just with his... Um, Kind of height advantage, reach advantage. Yeah, and um, you know he'll he'll do just enough to win this fight. I agree, Rick. Um, also on the card, we have uh, Isaac uh, Dogbe. Yeah, you know in uh, a featherweight fight. Yep, and um, you know the fight we're really looking forward to the Adam Lopez Adan Ochoa. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, Isaac Dogbe, who mm-hmm. you know barely squeaked by, if you want to call it that, right? Yeah. So uh, still fighting at the 126 uh, pound featherweight division. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the fight I want, I'm looking forward to. Like I said, I hope Adam Lopez gives this kid a boxing lesson. Yeah. I hope he gives him just a. It's eight, you know, eight nothing, eighty to seventy two, ho hum, easy fight, and and bigger things to come yeah. for Adam Lopez. No, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, also in the boxing, we'll start the boxing news. 
Let's uh, let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break, Rick, and then we'll come up on the other side because okay. there's a couple things. I have my big Keith Thurman use also. Okay. Well, maybe we'll lead with that that way. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, we got fights that happened over the weekend. We got fights that are coming up, but we still got boxing news. Yeah, we still got boxing news. Uh, we'll, we'll start with uh, the Juan Manuel Marquez, you know, Canelo hate. Yes. Uh, he said Canelo will never be the best, you know, because he doesn't like that he puts, uh, you know, hydration clauses in his contracts and yeah. um, all the different things to give him advantages in the fight. Yeah, I don't get that. You know, I don't get why people are coming out now and being anti Canelo, especially, you know, the Hispanic fighters, right? And by the way, it's, I don't care what um, whether we're talking all-time best fighters, period, yeah. whether we're talking about all-time best Puerto Ricans, you know, Mexican fighters, it's always tough to make a comparison yeah, because it's all relative to the time and the era, right? So I don't know why these guys are, are coming out like this. But, you know, it feels like when Juan Manuel Marquez yeah. is coming out, like, like he feels like he's the number one. Yeah, you know, no. Why else would he be making these? That's you know, the whole thing. But that, nobody feels that way. Yeah, that's you know, the whole that thing. It's him. I, the only thing I can think of, right, is maybe they're jealous. There's envy because they didn't get right mm-hmm. all of the fanfare. They didn't make all the money that he did, yeah. right? And the fact is, like, no, Marquez was a good fighter, but he wasn't as great as Canelo was. He didn't dominate no. like he did. Just didn't. No, and yeah, you know, yeah. Probably, it, it probably always starts with the money, right? You know, hey, why didn't I make you know forty million in a fight? Why that's what I'm I, saying. You know, and it's 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 a little bit different. And Morales came out right in mm-hmm. in defense of um, of Canelo, saying, yeah. "You know what?" He said, "This is boxing. It's a business. This is the fight game." He said, "We all mm-hmm. right. We we all benefited from being the A side." And and Marquez has always been kind of like the guy that kind of stirs it up. You know, I think there was a lot of hate towards uh, uh-huh. all the attention that Morales was getting when he was fighting. That Bar- yeah. Barrera was getting when he was yeah, fighting, right? And you know, Marquez was like, "Hey, I'm better than these guys," and it yeah. was always, you know, "What about me?" Right? And he really, I mean, again, great fighter, but mm-hmm. but he really wasn't one of the greatest. No, right? I mean, you could put him in top twenty, I guess, yeah. of Mexican yeah. fighters, sure. But it's like I, I don't get it, right? Instead of supporting your fellow country, fellow mm-hmm. countrymen. Right, it's, you know, he's hating on it. And there's a lot of other Mexican fighters now. Uh, Morales is one of them. The other one is, uh, I think, it's Chiquita Gonzalez. Uh-huh. He was coming out and supporting Canelo. Yeah. No, it, it just it, it's a bad look. You know, he lost you me out. when he came out on and and said that he was drinking his own piss. Yeah. Yeah, that's when Marquez lost me, man. So after that, he lost his credibility. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that can't be a good idea. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do have some fights, uh, you know, that are, are starting to uh, materialize. We've got uh, Luke King. Is it King Kong Louis Ortiz? Yes. Uh, versus uh, Charles Charles Martin. Yeah. You know, and that'll be on uh, New Year's Day from yeah. uh, Hollywood, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Martin is the one that um, he's the one that won the championship mm-hmm. from the guy that got a knee injury. Yeah. Which was ridiculous. And then um, he is the one who lost it to AJ. That's how Anthony Joshua got the heavyweight championship by beating Charles Martin. Charles Martin should have retired years ago. No, years ago. And they, yeah. these both these guys were talked to about being uh, the Andy Ruiz. Yeah. Uh, I like Ortiz, man. Hopefully Ortiz um, polishes him off. Yeah. I like Ortiz. 
Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Jake Paul, um, a Fury undercard fight. Yeah. This is, you know, you're going to be excited about this. Okay. Former NFL running back Frank Gore. Oh, wow. Versus NBA yeah. player Deron Williams. No kidding. Yeah, huh? in, in heavyweights. Um, I'm trying to think. So Deron Williams, I think, played for the New Jersey Nets, didn't uh, he? I feel like he was with the oh, Jazz. Oh, with the Utah Jazz. With the Jazz Utah yeah. Jazz. So those guys are going to fight. Yeah, those two are going to fight. Uh, Frank Gore, you know, uh, I think he was in the league last year. He must have, yeah. He yeah. he was his heyday was with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Um, I was at, like I said, you know, um, my son's engagement party, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and people were asking me about what I thought about, you know, those kind of fights, right? Uh-huh. And I said, I come for a circle. I have nothing but respect for Jake Paul now. Uh-huh. I do. The guy works out. The guy gets in shape, and he markets himself. So there's, I got nothing bad to say about the guy, yeah. right? What I do have an issue with is those kind of fights. <laughs> is the Lamar Odom fighting? Yeah. You know, who you know, whoever he's fighting, right? Ricky Martin or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, those fights are ridiculous. Yeah, you know it. Uh, you know, well, we'll see. You know, as long as. Uh you know, you've got both retired former athletes. You know, it's it's when the athletes fight like a yeah. a rapper or That's what know, I'm somebody saying. who or something like this, a yeah. football player in a bad This yeah. is ridiculous. It, it's just, uh, yeah, it's too much. Um, Eddie Reynoso, he came out and and he said that uh, for Canelo's next fight, yeah, it'll be Biedrbiev, Bival, Benavides, or uh, Charlo. As far as the prospective opponents, yeah. right? Yeah. I think um, hopefully not as 175. Those guys are too big for him. Mm-hmm. Okay? He gets nothing out of that. I think he's got to clean up the division. I think that he, I think, listens. He's got his ear to the ground. Yeah. And I think he knows all the rumbling about Benavides, right? Yeah. Young, right? The young lion who's ready to take the throne, big, fast. I think he wants Benavides. I think, imagine the Benavides, two Mexicans, uh, part Mexican Benavides is, uh, for uh, he's part Ecuadorian, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, I think uh, Cinco de Mayo, big fight. No, yeah, I think I, I think that's probably the front runner. Yeah, uh, just thinking that uh, Charlo, you know, they're gonna want him to move up to one sixty eight. So if Charlo's gonna make that move, yeah, maybe he he takes a you know a tune up fight against you know may, maybe a Caleb Plant. Yeah, see, and I don't know. think they'll do that. I don't think they're gonna risk uh, no? Charlo doing that. No, I don't. At least getting him up to that weight. Yeah. Just to kind of see. Yeah. And they won't do it against a Caleb Plant. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Danny Garcia. You know, he's looking to fight February or March at 154. Uh, he wants to become a three division uh, world champion. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, it's going to be not, I think, at, not at 154 pounds. I, I think what they're what they're trying to do is um, get the other Charlo um, a name opponent. Right. to fight and and right. Danny Garcia is going to be it. Right. And that and that's what would happen. Yeah. And that'd be a good fight. That's yeah. fine. Uh Anthony Joshua and Usyk the rematch yeah. um February or March and yeah. it'll be in London. I think they were discussing several different locations but this yeah. one will be in London. And who's going to train AJ? Yeah. Right? You know, that'll be the interesting. Yeah, he's you know, out question. here in SoCal, you know. You know, what? shopping, shopping, yeah. right? I, I didn't tell you this, but they, yeah. they called me to see if I was interested. Just in case, yeah. huh? Why not? You called it. You called the exact strategy. Yeah. Although I'm the heavyweight uh, guru right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who called Usek winning yeah. exactly the way he did. I'm the one who yeah. called it. Um, the Canelo uh, plant fight, yeah. uh, 800,000 pay-per-view buys. Is that good? I, I think it's good 
for nowadays. Yeah. You know, they, it's not good for, you know, 90s. I think too many people uh, steal the stream yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually pretty good. You know, you get 800,000 buys, yeah. you know, times 80, 80 bucks. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 you're making pretty good and money. And you're right. That's the difference because we know that a lot of people are pirating it mm-hmm. and streaming it in different ways, right? Yeah. Not everybody does it the way which, we do. Which I don't support, yeah. No, of course yeah. not. Of course They're not. They're taking, you know, money out of the uh, fighter's pockets. Yeah, that's exactly right and everything else. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, Chocolatito versus uh, Estrada. Yeah. Looking for uh, January 22nd, and it'll be in California. Yeah, so they're not doing the um, kind of little mini tournament, right, where they were yeah. going to do Carlos Cuadras against uh, Soro Granvise, mm-hmm. or and then the winners fight each other. So they're just going straight to those two guys. Yeah, straight to these two guys, and then yeah. um, you know they'll, they'll figure it out after that. We'll have to make that fight. That's going to be here in SoCal? Yeah. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Um, Kelbrook, um, he said that he signed his part of the contract for the Amir Khan fight. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Hearn is out of the, those negotiations, but it looks hmm. like it could possibly get done here soon. It's the Which, only, they're the only yeah. opponents that would draw any interest with each other. Yeah. That's their last big money fight. The last fight, and, you know, hopefully it, there's no rematch. And it's, yeah, it's 10 years too late. Yeah. Um, Tyson Fury's dad, you know, came out and said he had two bad elbows for the fight, and yeah. uh, they both required surgery, bone spurs. And then he only fought at about 50% um, in the uh, Wilder fight. Yeah, evidently he was in. Uh, but you, th- those, you can't make those excuses now. Yeah. That is what it is. Yeah. You know, trust me, you, know, you never go into a fight 100%. No. And, you know, he had like a six-hour surgery after that. So mm-hmm. you can't, you know, fight and then afterwards invoke the fact that, you know, I had surgery. That is what it is, man. Yeah. Nobody's 100% no. for that. And uh, that's all I got. I think, you know, hopefully, you know, it's a good lead into the uh, huge Keith Thurman news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huge Keith Thurman news. That's right. That's right. So Keith Thurman may finally have an opponent. Okay. He may finally have an opponent. Okay. This guy's calling him out, Rick, and he better be careful. You better be careful, Rick, if you keep poking the bear. Jerron Boots Enos. Is calling out and wants to fight Keith Thurman. I, I, I would love that fight <laughs> because within three rounds, Keith Thurman would be knocked out. I don't think and, so. And, and we'd never have to see him again. I don't think so. He's saying Keith Thurman is a good name for him. He's been there with everybody. Uh-huh. So I'll tell you what, man, you talk about playing with fire. Yeah. You not, know? I don't think he gets that fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, yeah. like, it's like what Apollo Creed, yeah. what did he tell the Rocky Balboa member? You're a great fighter, but I fight great. Yeah. Remember you that? Know, you're not gonna, a lot of people don't even know what that means. Yeah. You know, because Keith Thurman only fights, <laughs> you know, once every five years, he's not going to pick Bootsinus for that fight. We'll see, Rick. So there yeah. you go. Big, big Keith Thurman news. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with the stat of the week. Wrap this round nine up. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, wrapping up a big round nine. We had Adam Blue Nose Lopez on the show. That was amazing. Looking forward to him. Just in time. You know, he was just wrapping up his training camp uh, in time for the 11-20 fight, so that's pretty cool. Um, But we cannot end a podcast, Rick, without Stat of the Week. So what do we got? So for the Stat of the Week this week, uh, we've got the longest current active knockout streak. It's It's with 18 knockouts in a row. 
18 in a row. 18 in a row. So 18 knockouts in a row. Whether yeah. it's a TKO or KO, it yeah. doesn't matter. Just doesn't the stoppage matter. of the fight. Okay. And, and I'll give you the two guys that are tied for second with 16 in a row. Okay. We've got Arthur Biev yeah. with 16 in a row. Yeah. And Gervonta Davis with 16 in a no row. No kidding, huh? Uh, we know it's not the Berlanga kid anymore. Plus, I don't even think he's fighting no. fights. And and then, you know, also on the list, you know, at uh, fifth. Yeah. Terrence Crawford with eight. No kidding. Eight in a row. Wow. Okay. So Just what what, what weight division event. is the number one guy with oh. 18 in a row? It's a welterweight. A welterweight? Yeah. I'm supposed to know the welterweight. I mean, I can I can start naming them off. Uh-huh. I mean, well, you said it's not Terrence Crawford. It's not Terrence Crawford. It's not Earl, well, Earl Spence. Well, no, can't he, be Earl Spence. Yeah, he goes to the decision all the time. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz. Yeah, Virgil Ortiz Jr. Wow, yeah. that's the longest. Yeah. No kidding. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Makes well, sense given the fact that he's knocked everybody out. Yeah, he's 18 and 0. He's 18, 18 and 0 and 18 yeah. knockouts, not that I think of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Good one, Rick. Um, we'll see when we see him back in the ring mm-hmm. with the new trainer, of course, that we talked about last week. Um, folks, we'll be back next next week's going to be Thanksgiving week. We got to see what's uh, what's what's on the schedule for next week, Rick. Yeah. And we got a lot going on. But big fights this weekend. See you next week, Rick. Yeah, see you next week.